0: Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 107. You've got Chris and Brian and this morning we're going to go through a brief state of the industry update. Uh, talk about converting uh, your weapons from one caliber to another and then talk also about building rifles, having your friends help you build rifles, uh, some things on that nature too.
1: Yeah I guess some of these conversations aren't new just reminders. Uh, The state of the industry conversation right now uh, the ammo manufacturing complex, the industrial complex that does ammo, is is still being severely hampered by the availability of primers um, and raw materials in general, but primers specifically. Uh, everything we're hearing right now from National Shooting Sports Foundation and from the industry guys is that they're $1.2 to $1.5 billion in arrears on back orders right now. Um, and so that that looks like probably a year's worth of production or more um, but a year's worth pretty easily back orders at the distributor level um, to the extent that companies like federal announced a somewhere between five and fifteen percent increase and in they're applying it to those back orders if you were in under the wire and ordered stuff before February or March whatever the date is they don't care they're still going to apply it as it goes out the door. That's where they're at right now. That's how bad it is. And I don't, and I'm not hearing anyone challenging the price (laughs) increase uh, because it's just kind of like, screw it. Let's just get it out here. Um, OE Mossbergs and Son basically said they're well over a year back order right now. Um, Some of the smaller companies that do premium brands, like Bravo Company, is saying they're well over a year back order right now. If you are an LEO client, um, you might check with direct with the manufacturers because companies like. Daniel Defense and Bravo Company are making some magic happen for department orders. I don't know about individual officer orders. I think Daniel Defense is still doing some magic there, too. Um, so if you're CPD and you're local um, and you're still trying to get your patrol rifle, you might you know give those guys a call and see if that can work out for you or not if you decided that's something you want to do. Um In general, uh, our distributors are not allowing back orders, but they haven't since April of last year, since late March, April of last year. Uh, What that means to you as the consumer walking in the door, generally, if it's not on the floor uh, of the store, it's not likely obtainable in a known amount of time. Um, And that's put us in a position for, you know, almost a year now where we haven't been doing back orders or taking names on items because there aren't those items to get and there are way more names than can be managed. Um, and the assumption was that we would pull out of this a little more quickly. We were thinking that this was going to last, you know, six months or a year. Um, I'm, I'm telling you that you're probably looking at chasing a year out. Um, and, it and just that's provided
0: Uncle Joe doesn't do something stupid.
1: Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm not comfortable thinking that Uncle Joe's not going to do something stupid. Um, and, and lest you say, hey, don't get political on us. Um, this is the asshole who wrote the 94 assault weapon ban and the 94 crime bill backed up by the asshole who probably put more minorities in jail for extended periods of times for minor crimes than any human being on the planet, short of Pol Pot. Um, so so when, we, you know, when we, we have a little bit of disdain um, for this particular administration, it's, it's not because of what they said they might do. It's because of what they've already done as human beings, as politicians and as legislators or, or prosecutors. Um, so, so, you know, this is not a, well, they might go do this. They're going to try and do this. It's who they are. So, um, you know, we've had customers in the shop make comments like, Oh, Joe's not going to try and take your guns. Oh, like he did in 94 with the assault weapon ban. So, uh, you know, that's the roof. So if you come in here and we're a little bit jaded about politics right now, um, that may be why probably a touchy subject. So, um, if you voted for Uncle Joe, I don't know, be, be careful. You might get tongue lashing maybe not who knows we've been pretty soft so far yeah uh but yeah so state of the industry that stuff's stuff's out there it's moving the manufacturers are going full tilt boogie boogie a lot of these places that were running you know 35 40 hour work weeks in 2019 because things were slow uh, are now running three shifts uh 24 7 you know all around the clock and producing every single thing they can So it's not that what you want won't ever be available. It's just you're going to have to cast a wide net to find it probably. And there might be some luck involved. And then expect that the price is going to be MSRP. If it's ammo, hold on tight because who knows where ammo is going to go. Um, Every time we think we've seen things top out, we hear a a new high price somebody paid, um, you know, at the local Big Kid store. So, um, you know, and unfortunately that's just the nature of the beast, guys. If If you want to shoot over the next year and you don't have ammo or you don't have enough ammo... Um, it's going to kind of be a suck it up. The change of your game, the 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 price of your game just changed on you. Um, so you know be be aware of that. Um, other than that, I, I you know unfortunately it's it's the same old stuff we've been suffering through for the last nine months. Yeah. Ten months, whatever. So um, so yeah, with with that in mind, um, kind of as a subtopic or a linked topic to the state of the industry, um, one huge trend we've seen is because of the immediate lack of availability of 9mm ammo back you know, starting in April and May with prices going up dramatically uh, and availability of ammo going you know, ammo going away in, in quantity, at least in any significant quantity, there's a lot of folks switching over to calibers that are a little more esoteric. Um, I, I think in the short term, if you have the liquid cash available to you, that's not a bad idea as long as you are buying it and it, buying in at a relatively reasonable pl- uh, price. Um, unfortunately, even calibers like 10 millimeter and 357 sig, which are, are you know, both of those calibers have some quirks. The 357 sig is an outstanding terminal ballistics caliber. It's pretty hard on the shooter. Uh, 10 millimeter is an outstanding terminal ballistics caliber. You want to be seriously careful about shooting through the bad guy with that round uh, because it will do it. And other,
0: backstops. Um, and
1: other backstops it's it's a there's like i said both are great defensive rounds but we've even seen the prices and availability of those rounds go up dramatically on on ammo specifically and on the guns so if you had the gun already then that was probably a good move to diversify and get a little more ammo there when it was cheap but now that it's gone up i don't know necessarily that there's the same wisdom there
0: uh also you know availability of those two rounds uh um, your manufacturers are not making more of them because yeah. they're making 9mm. Yeah.
1: Yes, production numbers are gonna be way down on anything that's not 9mm. I mean, let's just be blunt about it. Uh, 38 Special, I, I'm not seeing any new 38 Special come out of the distributors, anyway. Um, 380, uh, we've been begging for and just not seeing any of it. I don't know if it's not being made um, or if it's just there's just so much more demand because of guns like the Shield EZ 380s that have been crazy popular. And available to some extent. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, if you you know, so if you went out and you kind of switched gears to guns you've had in the safe but didn't necessarily utilize, and you know, bought that Glock 20, that Glock 40, that Glock 29. Heaven forbid if you got the 29. Hold on tight, that's a fun ride. Um, but if you did that, you know, be aware that if you bought that gun at an elevated price, especially the gun show price, paying seven, eight, nine hundred dollars for a Glock for a used one. Um, That's probably going to be a gun you're going to have a hard time getting any money back out of when things calm back down, if things calm back down. Um, Not saying that it was a bad decision or anything like that, but just be aware of that buy-in, buy-out if you're doing it now. If you were ahead of the game, that's a different conversation. Um, We did get a Glock 20 in. We are not doing the price gouging thing. We sold the gun just a scotch under MSRP. Uh, Thank goodness one of our frequent flyers, one of our good customers, bought it. But it was with that diversity of ammo availability mindset, um, should the zombie apocalypse continue, uh, not happen, I say continue, because I think we're in the middle of it right now. So um, it's just too early to start shooting. Remember, headshots, headshots, headshots. Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, So throwing that out there, you know, and then we've seen some folks go really esoteric. For whatever reason, in the last, like, month, I've had more people ask me about 32 ACP. And I don't know if if it's because they found Grandpa's Colt, Probably. You know, or or some, I'm not I'm not exactly yeah. sure what's going on, but I've had a number of people asking, a couple of people asking about guns and ammo in 32 ACP. So I don't know if they found a cache of ammo or if they found a gun and they're looking for some ammo. Um, a lot of requests for 25 ACP. Um, uh, 25 ACP. I, I would almost push you toward a hot 22 LR round over 25 ACP. Uh, there's a joke out there that comes from the old days that if anybody ever shoots me with a 25 auto and I find out about it, I'm going to kick their ass. Um, it, it's that round, um, but just some, some esoteric stuff popping up on both sides of the house, both on the rifle side and on the handgun side. We're seeing some guys, um, chase down. I've had more requests for 3030 Winchester ammo. And again, it, uh, if you've got access to an old 94 carbine, that's not a collector piece, that's not in phenomenal condition. Um, 30, lever gun ammo is essentially an AK round, but a little bit heavier um, it would be a phenomenal home defense round as long as your neighbors aren't real close by, especially if you could find it in a, in a round that's going to open up and maybe hopefully not overpenetrate too badly. But it's a rifle round, it's going to overpenetrate. Um, so just be aware of some of the limitations or some of the concerns around some of these calibers. Uh, a lot of push on AKs. Um, it, literally, we, we couldn't give an AK away for probably two years. Matter of fact, we stopped selling AKs in general um, and AK accessories, um, and not even in general, but pretty much on the whole until here very recently, again, big resurgence in AK stuff. But again, as of probably a month and a half, two months ago, prices shot up on ammo, um, prices of the guns have shot up. Um, you know, so you're running back into the same thing. If you overpaid for either the gun or the ammo, I get it. If you had to get it, because that's all you could get. That's, that's, that's the, the nature of the beast right now. But understand that down the road, that's, the value is going to be a little bit inside out at that point. Also with AKs, penetration is a huge concern as well if you're using it in a urban area, uh, home defense kind of situation if your neighbors are close by. Great round for a rural area if you're not concerned about shooting more than 100 yards. And it's, I mean, or two or 300 yards, but we're talking self-defense, if you're shooting that far, it's probably not self-defense or it's a terribly an extremist situation that you better be able to write a novel on why you use the gun. So... Um, so just some things to consider right now with those caliber concerns. If you're overpaying, um, the velocity of nine millimeter firearm manufacturer and the velocity of nine millimeter ammo manufacturer is going to exceed things like 10 millimeter 357, even forty thirty eight, and some other common stuff that might still, is gonna yeah, get,
0: put in that conversation to
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, that, that might be a reason to stick with nine millimeter at this point. Um, it was a good option for sure three, four months ago. It was a good conversation to have. Now I think that door's kind of closed a little bit again. So just to put a you know a little bit of understanding on where the market seems to be right now. Um, uh, is there anything you want to add to that? I mean, I, like I said, I know things have been incredibly weird.
0: Yeah, as far as the training analog goes, um, we are on a fairly regular basis getting in uh, conversion kits for ARs to twenty two long rifle. Yeah. And the same thing for Glock 19 pistols. So if you do have a cache of you know twenty of quality twenty two LR CCI mini mags, Aguila, Super Extra High Velocity, yeah, uh, stuff like that, um, those options are available, and it does allow you to continue to train. Um, not the not the kits or the round you definitely want to use in uh, a defensive situation.
1: Yeah, still way better than a sharp stick. But and and the other thing I'll throw out there too with the with the concept around that is also. The conversion kits are specifically geared toward ARs. You're not going to find conversion kits likely for any other 5.56 gun out there. Um, you, you know, if you're looking at a, <laughs> I'm sitting here staring at my my nemesis, uh, a Mini-14 on the wall. Don't judge me. Stop it. Don't judge. I can, I can feel you judging me from afar right now. Um, even though you haven't heard this yet, I can hey, still it doesn't, you, it doesn't
0: have all those scary features like a, like, <laughs> like a, a flash, pistol, grip, like and a a pistol muscle, grip and a muzzle yeah, grip and a, a bayonet lug. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, so conversion kits are going to be for common guns. Um, if you're running a 1911, you can probably find a 1911 top end and 22 somewhat easily. Um, if you're running a Glock product, for sure, Glock 17, Glock 19, we generally buy them for the Glock 19s as inventory items. Um, I would say at this point, if they popped up for Glock 17s, I would probably buy them for that too and bring them into inventory. But again, everybody's kind of figuring that out too. Um, and the good news is, is because people seem to have given up on 22 ammo at the moment, then that's that kind of opens that up a little bit. Uh, the one thing I will tell you though, if you went out and bought a pallet of your bucket O crap 22 ammo from the devil's big box store. Um, the reality check is that ammo is probably not going to work in your conversion kit. Remington Golden Bullet 36 grain hollow point. Um, some of the bucket O stuff out there is just not going to operate a conversion kit. It's a blowback with a decent amount of mass in a lot of cases. Um, so, so be aware of that. If you're going to do the conversion kit and you're looking for reliability and not a lot of frustration with malfunctions in a rim fire, uh, you need to buy decent ammo. So if you, again, if you have that cache of mini mags, if you have that cache of Aguila Super Extra or something like that, then then that may be a phenomenal choice for you. Um, one last thing on the state of the industry, optics. Optics seem to come in waves. Uh, we got a bunch of Holosun stuff in probably a month and a half, two months ago. Um, not exactly the stuff we wanted, but a lot of Holosun stuff, period. Um, it, it, it's gone. Uh, I can get... Optics that I wouldn't necessarily recommend for defensive tools, uh, like stuff from LoPold. that's competition-style optics. They're small little pistol dots, Delta Point Pros and stuff like that. Uh, we're getting some stuff from Sig Sauer. Uh, Sig Sauer's non-magnified optics are manufactured by Sun, and their entry-level optics are similar to the entry-level optics from um, you know, So some of that stuff is popping up. We are getting EOTechs occasionally, and that's a go-to-war optic. Um, as far as rifle optics from, from companies like Triticon, we're getting you know, small little batches here and there, so stuff is moving in the optics world. Anything that uses a chip, that chip is probably made somewhere where getting product from you know, Asia in some fashion, whether it be China specifically, uh, the import of those chips has been really interrupted, as well as the manufacturing um you know china had a lot of COVID issues um you know that, that probably, they did still, a, has a probably issues, still has a lot so of probably still a lot of yeah that they're just not talking about um so so just you know be aware that some of those things have been affected but they are moving they're just moving slowly and and uh, the the whole well, i'm gonna go home and sleep on it is probably you're probably screwing yourself out of getting whatever it was you think you wanted because it likely won't be there the next day. So just just be aware, and I don't care if you're in our shop, I'm telling you that, or if you're in somebody else's shop, I'm, I'm telling you the same thing. If you see something you're pretty sure you want, buy it. Even if you figure out it's not the right toy, you probably can turn it around and get rid of it and not get hurt on it right now, just because of a, a lack of availability. So, um, so yeah, kind of a, you know, uh, maybe a 30,000 foot state of the industry overview and then a little bit of a drill down at ground level, what it looks like in the store um, on both sides of this. Um, uh, the vast majority of our customers, both new and old, um, I would like to say thank you because in general, while there's been some exasperation with the situation, um, uh, you know, everybody has really honestly been pretty doggone nice and pretty doggone understanding about just the way things are. We generally try and take a moment to explain to people, hey, this is what's going on. That's where, this is why we're where we're at. Um, we try and let people know what's up. I mean, that's kind of been our mission is to educate. And, and I want to say thanks to everyone for letting us do that. Um, Because it's very frustrating when you feel concerned enough that you've never owned a gun before but now you want one and you can't get one, that's got to not be a good feeling for people. So, um, And again, another quick PSA, if you have folks that are new to guns and you are capable and knowledgeable enough to teach them how to use them or to point them in the right direction to get good training, please be the rabbi. Please show them the, the way, show them which way to go, show them who to talk to. Um, help them find good sources of information, help them get into good classes and learn how to do this stuff. Also help them avoid all the fricking troglodytes who should not be training people. Um, you know, be, be, be their rabbi. There's a lot of folks are going to need it over the next year or two. So cool. Yeah. All right. Speaking of rabbis, buddies building rifles. Um, I know this is a topic that we harp on a lot, but it's something that's popped up a number of times. Um, the, the lack of availability of new build high-end rifles, Daniel Defense, Bravo Company, LWRC, um, companies like Barrett uh, Company, I mean, there's so, Nevesky. Ma- Nevesky, there's so many good high-end guns out there. And then also, you know, those, those really good quality working guns, Smith & Wesson's Colts, things of that nature. Um, a, a lot of folks are running out and they're buying whatever they can get um, and then wanting to modify them. We've, we've sold a number of MP Sport 2s to folks who really wanted a Daniel Defense M4 V7 and they're trying to turn that Smith into an M4, M4 V7. Then they're finding out they know absolutely nothing about gunsmithing. The problem is they're finding it out on the back end. Um, so, you know if, if you, you know, if you got a buddy who's telling you, well, just get anything and then build out what you want. Just get anything, set it up how you can use it right now, and then set it aside, and then maybe start building another gun so your one gun is not in a state of construction and not usable at any given time. Uh, Because if you bought the gun because you fear you may need it, then maybe you'll need it. And having it torn down to put on a sexy free float handguard or this, that, or the other that you can't find right now is not going to help you uh, when the balloon goes up. So um, we've got a lot of folks out there who have started to delve into other calibers. Again, guys building 9mm rifles, one uh, to 9mm pistol AR, or something like that. Um, be aware that there is a whole lot of mixy-matchy, how does stuff fit together, etc. kind of conversations. Um, and, and you want to be extremely cautious with that too, especially with 9mm and 308. When you start getting off of, hey, 5.56 5. is super common, um, when we start changing stuff up and doing things of that nature it creates some serious issues. Um, 9 and 308 uh, are not, it's not a plug and play kind of conversation where a 5.56 is. There's not the same parts interchangeability, etc. Um, that's caused a lot of heartburn for folks who went out and bought a, a DPMS style lower receiver and then picked up an Armalite upper somewhere to find out that they don't made up um, or bought some 9 millimeter parts to find out that that's a whole nother jungle that's probably 10 times worse than the 308 end of things. Um, never mind all the conversations around proper assembly processes, torque values, use of thread lockers, use of proper lubricants to assemble, um, and understanding what parts play well together and what parts don't.
0: And getting quality parts to begin with.
1: Yes. Well, yeah. On top of all that, finding stuff that's worth a crap. I mean, we haven't had um, builder parts with regards to lower receivers, upper receivers, um... Buffer tube assemblies, you know, complete assembly springs, all that stuff from Bravo Company. That Those parts have not been available to us for going on six months now. Um, Aero precision stuff has not been available to us in, in mentionable quantities for going on, uh, on nine months now. Almost a, a year. Yeah, almost a year at this point. So just be aware that there are a number of those things out there that are kind of a big kick in the teeth. Uh, it's kind of like reloading. You know, oh, there's no ammo, I'll start reloading. Well, good luck with that. You're a little late to the party if you're starting today. Um, and just understand that. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying understand that it's not going to be a, I've got cash in my hand. I'm going to fix this by going and buying stuff. Um, unfortunately, that's the, not exactly the way of the world right now. Um, if it was all about having cash in your hand, we would, be, we would have all the guns in the world because the one thing we have right now is cash because we don't have any guns. Um, so, and it's the same way with anything else right now um you know so understand that uh we've got guys that you know a little bit of frustration too with somebody whose buddy said hey go pick this up or go pick that up or whatever and and we'll get it put together and they can't find it and and or they're telling them to buy parts that aren't available and things that nature too so like i said if you're if you're playing somebody's rabbi make sure you know what you're talking about and you're up to date um if you're if you're in need of a rabbi you know talk to us about what's available we'll come in and give you the real scoop about where things are at um you know stop by because at any given time we may have the stuff you need but on but the next day it may be gone already too so you know so and the other thing too there's also the just it's it's a good enough this is just as good or good enough conversation around quality parts um it seems to me that for some well not for some reason the manufacturers who make crap parts are keeping up a whole lot better because they don't have all the qc processes in place and their standards for raw materials are, are differential to the higher end manufacturers. So there's a reason why some of the cheaper parts are still available um, and the high end parts are not. Uh, when you start getting a QC, that that takes time. It costs money. Um, and that's why, yeah. and, and, and generally it slows down production. I mean, LaRue Tactical is way behind. Uh, Bravo Company is way behind. Daniel Defense is way behind. Um, there's some guys that make very, very low quality stuff. They seem to be keeping up just fine. So when you're making stuff out of Chineseium, um, you can get Chinesium from anywhere. So just be aware of that. Um, yeah. The
0: other thing, if you are looking for accessories and things, um, please, please, please figure out if you're looking for Picatinny, m or Keymod. If you don't know what you're looking for, take a picture of your build. Um, bring that picture with you on your phone or whatnot so we can help you get the right thing. Yes. Um, there has been lots, way more confusion than we've ever seen in the past um, regarding you know key mod, mlock, Picatinny. Um, it causes heartburn for you. It causes heartburn for us. Um, yeah, please uh, bring a picture of your build of your of your gun. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know we can help you get things squared away. Yeah, you
1: don't have to post a picture on the internet. And if you do post pictures on the internet, then you'll have them with you either way. Um, but yeah, if you could bring some pictures of the gun, on both sides of the gun, how it's set up, etc., um, it will save you a whole lot of buying something and returning it because you bought the wrong thing. And as a general thumb, it, you know, if you buy something from us and you keep the packaging in a resellable form, you don't destroy it to get it open, um, then, you know, we'll we'll generally take returns. It's not a big deal within a reasonable amount of time. Um, but, but yeah, when you take it home and you rip the box open because you were so excited and then to find out it doesn't work, it's it's hard for us to do a return on something that's not resellable. So just, just be aware of that. Um, but, yeah, so choose your rabbis wisely. Try and find a good one. So, yeah, cool guys. Uh, sorry, this wasn't a super exciting podcast, um, or necessarily a super positive po- podcast, but right at the moment, things are, things are a little, uh, little glum here in the, with the political outlook on things. So, um, get what you can, while you can. Um, I know that this podcast, this comment may not be relevant three months from now, but we've got a lot of things like mags and stuff like that in stock, um, you know, that you're going to need. That's going to be one of the things you want to be ahead of. We have a lot of small parts still in stock. I, I see that. Dwindling is what I'm feeling from an inventory perspective right now. So, yep. yep. So, cool. That's all I got.
0: Yeah. On that note, um, we are still on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're we're trying to figure out other options. Uh, provided those other options can stay afloat. Yeah. Uh, follow us along. Uh, we are at Cap City Outfitters. You can find us there. Uh, we do an email newsletter once a week. Uh, you can sign up for that on our website, CapCityOutfitters.com or drop us an email to info at and we will happily sign you up for the newsletter. Uh, on our website, you can find valuable information, such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our portal to silencershop.com. Uh, and lastly, please come visit us in the store. Uh, we are 10 to 5 Tuesday through Saturday. We look forward to seeing you. Um, we are in Hilliard, Ohio. Forty-four, sixty-five Cemetery Road. We're right in front of all these, directly next to Louis' fusion drill, and we hope to see you soon.
1: Thanks a bunch, guys. Appreciate it.